0: This is the Mind Body Work podcast dedicated to discussions about the well-being and health of working professionals. My first guest speaker today is Dr. Alexandra Dobrakill, who is an innovation and strategy director at Behave, specialising in combining corporate strategy and behavioural science. Alexandra holds an award-winning PhD from Warwick and a master's from Cambridge. Her expertise focuses on emotions and ethical decision making. She recently developed Behave's Reveal X targeting psychological safety in the workplace. Alexandra has contributed to discussions on workplace wellbeing in the independent vice and work life. Good morning, Alexandra, how are you?
1: Hello, Joanne, I'm good, thank you, how are you?
0: Yes, very well, thank you. Thank you for joining me today on our latest podcast, where we will be discussing the value of appreciating employees and how this benefits both employee wellbeing and businesses. So the 1st of March is Employee Appreciation Day and therefore a great opportunity to get the conversation going about the impact of workplace recognition. So to jump right in, first Alexandra, considering your expertise in corporate strategy and behavioural science, I'm curious about how employee appreciation psychologically affects an individual's motivation and job satisfaction and does this vary across different personalities or work environments?
1: Sure. And uh, perhaps before I directly address this and the next questions, um, I think it's crucial to not treat employee appreciation as just a tool. Mm -hmm. Um, When crafting employee appreciation programs, we should not lose sight of a humanistic principle that each person, every employee has their own value and dignity. And if we lose sight of this humanistic principle, appreciating employees is likely to make the workplace worse instead of a better place. But to address directly your question, um, you have a number of benefits. Um, So you have an increased motivation because appreciation can provide personal satisfaction and fulfillment in the job, which actually boosts what we call intrinsic motivation. But it can also boost extrinsic motivation because it can also provide this tangible rewards In terms of job satisfaction, feeling appreciated leads to higher job satisfaction, of course, Mm -hmm. because employees see that their efforts are not just meaningful, but also recognized. And we talk a lot about purpose, but purpose is also about having a meaningful job. And this is why appreciation is important. In terms of personalities, because that was also part of your question. Yes. I mean, in broad brush, I think that introverts may prefer private appreciation, like written notes, whereas extroverts may prefer forms of public appreciation. But that, of course, uh, is just a sort of generic uh, approach to this. And in terms of the work environment, um, I highlighted at the beginning how important it is to respect the humanistic principle of value and dignity when appreciating employees so as to ensure a healthy workplace. But equally important is psychological safety, and actually one cannot mention work environment without also tackling the question of psychological safety. And why is psychological safety important? Because it acts like a system of checks and balances. It makes sure that employee appreciation contributes to creating a healthy workplace. However, there is a challenge, and the challenge is that the current definition of psychological safety is uh, unclear and contradictory, actually. And to address this challenge and behavior, I developed a nuanced framework and methodology to help organizations truly measure and nurture psychological safety. And in this framework, psychological safety is defined as the delicate balance between comfort and discomfort to take well-calibrated risks. And growth, belonging, and resilience are identified as key enablers of psychological safety. And what this means is that in work environments with high levels of psychological safety, it ensures that employee appreciation doesn't compromise the balance between comfort and discomfort. It ensures that growth belonging and resilience aren't compromised which is very important
0: wonderful thank you alexandra very insightful and i i really loved how um earlier on in your explanation as well you touched upon the difference between introverts and extroverts at work too and I, I feel like that's something that could easily be overlooked in the workplace, but is so important to, to reflect upon as well, um, as every, every working person is so different and they need to, to be rewarded or recognised in, in the correct way. So, so building on that, I'd like to delve a bit deeper from a behavioural science perspective. Um, how does receiving recognition at work typically impact an employee's mental and emotional well-being?
1: Yeah, so uh, the ways in which recognition positively influences employees' mental and emotional states uh, are multifaced, and there are a number of theories from a behavioral science point of view uh, that show that. Um, But for simplicity, I'll retain two of the most important ones. Uh, The first one, which probably our audience is acquainted with, is the Maslow hierarchy of needs. So this theory posits that people have different needs from basic to higher level psychological needs. And recognition directly addresses higher level needs like uh, self-esteem and um, self-actualization. And when employees feel appreciated, it really fulfills their desires for achievement, belonging, and a positive self-image, uh, making them feel good. So there are more, this sits more at the, towards the top end of the Maslow pyramid of needs. Uh, but complementing this theory is also the social exchange theory. And this theory posits that social interactions involve give and take. Um, when employees get recognition they're more likely to give back with increased commitment, engagement, positive contributions, again, making them feel good. Um, So in a nutshell, those are the two main uh, theories uh, of behavioral science behind this uh, impact on uh, mental and emotional states.
0: Great, thank you. And that really um, brings to light how recognizing your employees gives back to the business as well. So it's actually um, ideal for businesses to recognise their employees as it supports them as a growth for an organisation which, which is great. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm, so um, now looking at the, the bigger picture I'm curious about the long-term ramifications in terms of psychological well-being and career progression. What effects does consistent employee appreciation have? I think this is particularly relevant for listeners who are keen on understanding the lasting impacts of workplace culture on individual
1: growth and development. Sure. So, um, consistent employee appreciation has um, obvious positive effects on the long term well being and also career development of employees. Um, and this is for a number uh, of ways. Uh, the first one is that it reduces stress and burnout. Uh, we are hearing quite a lot about uh, burnout these days. And uh, consistent appreciation helps lower workplace stress. And burnout, because employees are less likely to be negatively affected by stress. Because it goes back to that idea that you're more motivated, you have higher job satisfaction. And so you're less your porosity to stress is therefore reduced, if I may say so.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the second positive impact is that you have this enhanced self-esteem and confidence, which I also mentioned through the Maslow um, hierarchy of needs. Uh, because, again, consistent appreciation reinforces employees' skills and contributions because it boosts their self-esteem and, and confidence. And in terms more of um, of a sort of um, give and take, it's also that actually one of the positive effects can be around leadership opportunities. Consistently appreciated individuals often develop leadership skills faster. And why is that the case? It's the case because when trusted with more responsibilities, employees can showcase leadership qualities, which is beneficial for, obviously, for long-term career, uh, but also for the company.
0: Mm. Oh, well, um, amazing. Loads and loads of reasons there why um, it has these long-term effects on on employees. And I think in the post-pandemic world, building confidence and self-esteem is so essential um, for our workforce who are probably struggling with with uh, stuff like that um, being isolated for so long. So brilliant, thank you. Um, so now I'd like to pivot slightly and explore uh, another dimension.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So could you discuss how cultural or generational differences might shape the perception and effectiveness of employee appreciation strategies, and understanding the interplay of these factors in diverse workplace environments would be valuable in our modern working world?
1: Yeah, so uh, in terms of cultural differences, uh, you broadly have two two distinctions. You have what we call individualistic cultures, uh, where personal achievement is emphasized. Uh, And you have also um, collectivist cultures, where group harmony, actually, and collaboration is emphasized. And so, in individualistic cultures, uh, personal acknowledgements, awards, public recognition for individual accomplishments um, is likely to be well-received, and uh, feedback or personal performance and achievements tend to be valued. Um, So, that is uh, one type of, of difference. In contrast, in collectivist cultures, what you'll have is that group acknowledgments, team based rewards, and recognition for collective efforts uh, contribute um, are, are valued. And here, recognizing contributions to the overall team performance is preferred. Um, and I think maintaining actually a balance um, between the two is very important because what you don't want um, is to have a culture that becomes way too individualistic and where self-esteem comes at the cost of group dynamics and healthy group um, uh, collaboration. Mm. In terms of generational differences, uh, what we see is that younger generations like uh, millennials and Gen Z often value regular feedback, regular appreciation whilst uh, older generations uh, tend to prefer traditional forms of appreciations, like yearly rewards, bonuses, this type of of, of things. Um, Of course, these are generalizations, uh, and individuals within a culture or a generation may have varying preferences. But what this means in a a diverse culture is that, um, well, actually, Let let me point to that often in diversity and inclusion, we put too much emphasis on diversity and not enough on inclusion. So it is absolutely vital that these differences between cultures and uh, (coughs) generations are being acknowledged, but equally that they do not come at what I said before, at the cost of the team coherence, at the cost of uh, team uh, dynamics.
0: Very interesting. Thank you. And, and just before we wrap up, um, Alexandra, I just have one last question that really interests me. So sure. can you talk about um, the psychological effects of actively appreciating employees and how a team works together and the overall feeling in the workplace?
1: Yes. Um, so uh, one of the impacts is that you have, if it is if uh, the, the programmes are well engineered, uh, that you have strengthened team cohesion. Because appreciating both the individual but also team achievements creates a sense of togetherness. It goes back to that sense of belonging that is also part of psychological safety. And teams that feel valued collaborate better and tend to support each other. So there is that team cohesion, which is clearly a dividend of uh, employee appreciation programs that are well-engineered. Uh, The second um, positive of that is that overall, you should expect a a more positive, a healthier organization culture as a consequence, because appreciating employees and teams help build a positive organizational culture where recognition and support are integral part of this. And uh, the other benefits of having a positive organizational culture, especially in our current environment where uh, the war for talent is quite um, quite high, is that a positive culture attracts, but also keeps talent.
0: Wonderful. So some fantastic insights there, Alexandra. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at WorkWellPro or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. If you have any comments on the podcast, or you'd like to suggest a topical speaker or provide other feedback, you can contact us using the email editor at WorkplaceWellbeing.pro. We look forward to hearing from you. My second guest speaker is Amrit Sandhar, who is the founder of And Evolve. Amrit has worked with several well-known brands across the UK to improve employee engagement, experience and organisational productivity. With a particular passion the neuroscience and psychology to drive behavioural change, combined with his experience in employee engagement, he uses a data-driven approach to identify the issues organizations are struggling with and to work with them to create solutions leading to drive sustainable change. Hello, Amrit. How are you?
2: I'm very well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to pick your brain a bit about this. Um So let's just jump right into it. So Amrit, in your experience in harnessing uh, neuroscience and psychology to foster behavioral changes is is really interesting. And I'm curious about any innovative strategies you may have encountered. So could you share some creative and effective ways businesses can show appreciation to their employees, ways that perhaps break the mold of traditional bonuses or rewards?
2: Okay, so we probably wanna take a bit of a step back firstly. you use the word specifically appreciation. Often we use recognition and appreciation interchangeably. They are very two separate concepts. And I want to highlight that just because uh, by getting them confused, we can end up uh, mixing up that, that concept of rewards, the traditional bonuses and rewards with uh, showing appreciation. So when we're thinking about appreciation, appreciation is all about valuing the individual, uh, what they bring to the table, their experiences, their uh, mindset. Um, just the inherent value of them as an ind- individual and and the contribution they make. Recognition, on the other hand, is more about um, understanding uh, someone's achievements. You know, It's often based on a goal, a KPI, something like that. But it's understanding, uh, it's conditional usually upon some sort of outcome. So when we're looking at appreciation, we want to make sure it's not recognition, it's different. And so ways we can effectively show appreciation things like um and this is all about validation we constantly as human beings we want validation and so part of this is how can we show validation things like strengths people's individual strengths uh what do they bring how do they work um what makes them uniquely them that we're celebrating different to recognition we're we're celebrating them as an individual not what they've achieved but how they work what they do So understanding their strengths and highlighting them, um, helping people understand things like, you know, celebrating someone because they're the most collaborative colleague um, or, uh, you know, a culture champion, somebody who truly represents and aligns to the culture. It's things like that that we want to start thinking about. And then meaningful rewards. So, again, unlike recognition, which can be short term goal based, uh, meaningful rewards such as things that really matter to people. If we want to show appreciation, what would they appreciate? flexible working personalized gifts, personal development opportunities, anything that's really meaningful to them um, and things like um, personalized handwritten notes this sounds really old school. I have a friend who uh, writes to me she writes she writes to me where she could uh, type out a letter it's the, instead she writes to me I love it I look forward to it yeah. uh, and in her writings you can hear her unfolding mind you know the way she's going with the writing it's just beautiful. Um, it means so much so things like that I think is what we want to do when we're appreciating people is really appreciate them for who they are mm-hmm. as opposed to what they've achieved it's not I mean this is not saying we can't do the other but to appreciate somebody for who they are requires us to really get to know them well enough and and to be able to celebrate these things about them
0: Oh, lovely, really insightful. Thank you for sharing that. I, I didn't realise there was such a fine line, fine difference between appreciation and recognition. So that's clearly something that's very important for employers to consider. So thank you. Um, so let's move on to technology. Uh, in the modern working world, it's unavoidable. So I was hoping to learn more about its role in this context. And How do you see technology being utilised to further enhance employee appreciation practices in our increasingly digital world?
2: So there's the really simple method which um, one of the ways if we wanted to appreciate somebody uh, appreciating key milestones or dates um, maybe it's the birth of their child you know last year they went off on maternity leave paternity leave uh, and to remember that important date for them what's significant for them or remembering a milestone like their fifth uh, and you know fifth anniversary in the organization or the 10th anniversary. So simple things like just remembering dates we often get it when we sign up to these um you know when you're buying birthday cards or or, or online you normally get an email a month beforehand saying hey you know heads up it's so-and-so's birthday coming up and it's almost having the same mechanism here so it's very very simple but something like that can make a massive impact on somebody when you approach them to say isn't it your son's birthday uh, next week or at least if it's a milestone that we can start to plan and celebrate so the simplest thing is is that calendar We don't do it often enough. Um, In our busy worlds. it's easy to forget. Uh, It's easy to forget our own significant dates, let alone the people around us. So just Mm -hmm. using technology to remember those things is important. The other bit, though, I have come across an organization that uses technology in a different way. And often people come to work um, and they don't always feel appreciated because they bring so many skills and experiences to work, but they often either are unnoticed or not even recognized. And this one organization, what they did was, it was a global organization, and they pulled together information about every single colleague, their experiences, what they were experts at, and they created a database. So let's say uh, I wanted somebody who was an expert on Power BI, and I'm struggling on how to use Power BI. I could go to this database, and it would allow me to understand Bob, who lives on the other side of the world, is an expert on Power BI and how he can help me. And it was a fantastic way of tapping into the skills, knowledge, and experiences of those people that could help me. And it was just a simple way of helping understand. And it does unite people together in this one cohesive network um, of us as an organization, how we can help each other. So it's very simple, but very, very effective. Um, And the other thing, I guess, for technology is for leaders and managers, we're often... Uh, thinking maybe other people are doing it better than us or am I doing it right you know we are sometimes in our own validation and so technology can also be useful for sharing ideas best practice so some sort of portal some sort of uh, forum where leaders and managers can share ideas of how are they showing appreciation knowing the difference between recognition and appreciation what are they doing Um, what have they done how did it work and just sharing ideas and best practice in that way can be really helpful to uh, to to support colleagues and then there's the other side of it briefly just which is just things like um personalizing how we support people so you can get well-being apps and various other things but that personalized approach technology can help with that too so we can start to understand what people are into what they're like uh, and that can start to help with those, those sort of things but you know technology can be uh, we are surrounded by digital we're bombarded by digital um you know interfaces and and comms and communication but it's trying to help us retain that real deep human connection whether it's a reminder whether it's through those key milestones whether it's sharing best practice whether it's just understanding who does what who can bring what to the table that I can tap into those sort of things can help make technology really help drive greater and and enhance greater appreciation I think
0: yeah I completely agree amazing thank you I love how it can be uh, as simple as just have using the digital calendar to remember when somebody's been in the workplace for a year or two years, um, remembering that and approaching that with them with that information. If I put myself um, in in their shoes in that situation, I, I would find that very meaningful that somebody would would remember that about me. so that's that's really great to know. Um, i guess
2: joanne it's probably just worth uh, thinking though that we don't want to remind on the day so almost a a week in advance just to make sure we've got time to do something otherwise imagine getting up on the day thinking oh no it's this big day and i can't plan for it and i haven't done anything for it so yeah
0: a good point a good point So, um, with all this being said, unfortunately, not all organisations have access to a wide range of digital tools, um, which makes me wonder about budget-conscious strategies. So, for our listeners running small businesses or startups where funds may be more restricted, what low-cost co- but high-impact approaches would you recommend for showing genuine appreciation to teams?
2: Okay, so some of this might seem very, very fundamental and basic, but it can have a massive impact. So. Uh, when we, again when we look at appreciation appreciating someone for who they are requires us to take time to understand who they are to learn who they are and so the best way that can come out is through that quality one-to-one time it's often seen as a hr initiative you know these one-to-ones that we have to do but even in small organizations taking the time to really understand um, colleagues to really understand employees there's nothing better than showing that taking the time out to show how much you value them that i'm willing to spend that time to get to know you and so that quality one-to-one time it's often seen as a big corporate um something that big corporates do it's essential for small organizations and in small organizations it's probably missed because well we're in each other's pockets we're we're working with each other all the time but we're often the day-to-day interactions we have is about the solving problems that we have on a daily basis It's not talking about the fundamental things about getting to know each other so taking that time out to get to know each other i think um, really makes a big difference and then there are things that small organizations can do which aren't going to break the, the bank but things like um, right now if you think about the society the, the way that the state of society trying to get a gp appointment is hard there's a lot of people out there who are struggling um and so the the benefit of private medical care healthcare uh, it, is massive it doesn't cost a fortune but something like that could add so much value to employees where if they want any uh, medical device they can get it 24/7 if they if they want to uh, you know if they go to an optician's appointment getting some money back for their spectacles which can be expensive dental care can be expensive things like that can go a long way uh into showing appreciation the other bit then is also, again, smaller organizations I think probably have an advantage here in working flexibly. So cool. the the manner in which we work, so whether it's compressed hours, condensed hours, uh, flexible working, we small organizations I think have the ability to be able to offer that far better. Uh, and so thinking about what the person needs, what would they truly value? What would help them out? Um, and that all comes out from the one ones But once we know that, It's the ability to offer that to them. Um, I often think small businesses and startups, they're probably in a better place to appreciate uh, their employees. both culturally, though, you know, it's about celebrating efforts. And I think culturally, when you're in a small organization, people know each other better. It's not as hard because you're not made up of, you know, 20,000 people. Um, And so those networks are there, the the connections are there. Um, Imagine if you had a team that was working late on a project and um you know they they've they've worked hard and and you appreciate who they are um working in your organization you really want to recognize that and you know being able to order a takeaway to their homes before they get home because you know they're not going to be able to cook uh, mm. small things like that can make a massive difference to show people that i really appreciate you for who you are and what you bring to the table not not necessarily what you re- what you've achieved but the efforts that you're putting in and that's what we're appreciating. So small things like that, the, the health benefits, the uh working flexibly, and and that that small you know example of just people working late. What we in small organizations, we get a lot of commitment from people who really are bought into what we're trying to achieve. And it's just finding ways of appreciating that I really do value what you bring here.
0: Mm, lovely, thank you. Just goes to show how companies don't need these large bu- budgets to make a difference. Uh, to employee well-being and make them feel valued from from personal experience my my previous employer would um shut the office a little bit early on a friday so everyone could go home earlier to their families or do what they wanted to do and it, it kind of felt like a silent nod to well done for working so hard for the entire week here's my uh my treat to you you can go home a little bit earlier beat beat that traffic um so yeah these it's small, small things- point but
2: it- It -hmm. makes a massive difference, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, made a massive difference. And everyone worked harder knowing that they're going to go home a little bit earlier on a Friday. So it does all add up. Um, So thinking about that personal touch that you have uh, mentioned a a couple of times now, and we, we know that one size doesn't fit all, especially when it comes to appreciation. So could you just talk a little bit more in depth about the importance of personalising gestures and how companies adapt their appreciation strategies to meet individual employee needs and preferences?
2: Yeah, sure. This, uh, this, is, um, this is all about th- that point I made about getting to know people. If we don't know um, enough about them, we don't know what matters to them. How can we then personalise anything towards them? So, you know, their interests, their hobbies, their life outside of work taking time to get to know what matters to them will help us understand how we can offer appreciation in a truly meaningful fashion. So um, l- let's say you had a colleague, an employee, who, um, in that deep, meaningful, one-to-one conversation that, that you know we want to be having, mm-hmm. you know, happened to mention that they would love to venture into the world of project management, for example. Um, you might think, okay, how can I help them achieve this? And uh, it's really thinking about then, so for them, it would be, do they need to develop their you know time management skills maybe they need exposure to somebody who works in that field in project management what can i do to help that individual that's personalized to them the um unpersonalized approach would be let's just put everybody on a training course adding no value whatsoever so that personalized bit is getting to know what people truly value and we are venturing into the realms of human values you know there's an awful lot of work done in, in psychology about Uh, human values and each one of us we have preferences towards human values what is it that people truly value and it's our job is as leaders managers is to understand what's important to that person now i've mentioned earlier that recognition and appreciation are two different things and when we try to um, go down the realms of recognizing it's often often because of someone's achieving something so there's often a financial incentive just a short-term financial reward when we're appreciating and I've mentioned you know that this is about appreciating the individual and therefore it's about longer term goals but it might be that personalized element is you know somebody is financially struggling for them a well-being program may not do it uh, for them mm-hmm. that financial reward may be really important so that personalized element is making sure that we don't spend money and effort into things that just add no value um, mm-hmm. even in our own company here we had Uh, A a platform where people, you know, all our team could buy uh, cheaper shopping, um, uh, whether it was clothing, footwear, whatever it might be. And we analyzed it. And within sort of six months, we realized it wasn't being used. Now, everybody, when we asked them, they said, oh, it's really important. It's it's, it's a thank you. But that was politeness. They weren't using it. What they truly valued were things like the healthcare. Mm -hmm. So we've got to understand what's important to employees and then go back and meeting that. Um, and then in the celebrations as well, we need to think about that too. So I had a colleague once, um, this is a bit embarrassing for me really more than anyone else, but I had a colleague who I wanted to celebrate how amazing she was. Not was, it wasn't just a key milestone she achieved, but just generally, she was just an amazing individual. And I decided to, uh, nominate her for this quarterly award in front of the company on stage. Now she's, she's an extrovert and I thought she's going to love this. It turns out she hated it. She went up there and she came back. She said, how could you have done that to me? Uh, What she wanted was a quiet word to say thank you. So that personalised bit is we could get it so wrong if we don't understand what people really need. So personalising it from both a a what do they need, what would they appreciate, but personalising it in the manner that they would appreciate it. Is it something that is in front of everybody, a celebration about how they are just amazing as an individual, or is it a quiet word to say I really want you to know how much I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. But that personalized bit is the one that's going to help us get it right as opposed to getting it wrong, which um, I have a few stories of. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've really hit home how you need to know your workforce, know your colleagues, know your employees well to make sure you're giving them what you want. Um, <laughs> oh, no, your poor colleague.
2: <laughs> I, know, I know. She forgave me, but oh, what a lesson.
0: <laughs> You just don't know, do you? And especially no. if she is quite extroverted, you would assume that would be right up our street, but you just don't know. <laughs>
2: you never know, nope.
0: no. No, um, we're all very different. Um, and that's the wonderful thing about modern workplaces, that they tend to be quite diverse, but employees do need to recognise that and they need to account for this. Um, so clearly, tailoring recognition to the individual is powerful indeed. So um, I am curious about one final thing just to wrap us up. Um, on the flip side, in your experience, what are some common missteps companies should steer clear of when showing appreciation? And importantly, how can they navigate these challenges to ensure their efforts are genuinely received as intended?
2: Okay, so I think you've used the magic word, their efforts. Um, I mentioned again, uh, forgive me here, but the recognition and appreciation, two separate things. Um, yeah. When we're appreciating people, we're appreciating their efforts, whereas recognition is appreciating what they've done. I think this is one mistake companies make. They use the words interchangeably, and then the outcome is also interchangeable. So when I want to appreciate somebody, I might end up recognizing them. Um, And uh, that can end up, it might be in the form of a a financial incentive uh, or a financial reward. Now, if that's what that person needs and they would truly value it, fantastic. But it also might create um a change in the culture and I'll give you a very quick example here so I'm from the days I'm I'm a, an ex pharmacist and back in the days of pharmacy we we went through 5 years of training and and um I loved my job but we were counting tablets and I couldn't understand why our wealth of experience wasn't being used elsewhere and then the government brought in something called medicines use reviews and we had consulting rooms fitted in our pharmacies and we were able to sit down with patients and go through their medication to understand is what they're on the right medication? Is interacting? We were overjoyed, except the government then attached a financial incentive. For everyone. we do, there's a financial reward. It changed the culture overnight. So where we were overjoyed, that we were finally getting something that we could really apply, it became a, a chasing of numbers. So when we're looking at um, how some of the common mistakes we can make, if I truly want to appreciate what someone brings to the table, the value they add, I've just got to be very careful. I don't make that into something that becomes a reward chasing. So there's a financial incentive behind everything or a bonus. Mm -hmm. This is about a long-term demonstrating somebody how much I truly value them. And that requires me to get to know them. And now, look, like I said, it might be that that financial incentive is exactly what they need or that financial reward, but it might be thinking about longer term. Is it personal development? How can I really show them that they matter to me? And so it's making sure we don't fall into the realms of recognition when we want to be appreciating. Um, and it's not to say you can only do one or the other, but it's being really cognizant of which one am I doing now or which one am I trying to achieve. So that, that pharmacy example, we took our intrinsic motivation uh, and we made it extrinsic. It was all then about the money. not the. And we forgot that that was something we yearned for. We were willing to do it for free. Um, And so it's just making sure that we don't end up having a culture where it becomes driven by financial rewards. This is about truly recognising people because of the value they bring, their inherent value that they bring, the efforts that they bring to the table. And so it's finding that side of it. I think that's probably the most important.
0: Couldn't agree more. You shared some wonderful insights with us today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. The Mind Body Work podcast is brought to you by workplacewellbeing.pro, a website dedicated to the well-being and health of working professionals. Daily news items are posted, accompanied by in-depth analysis of topics including financial well-being, mental health, and stress. You can sign up for our weekly newsletters to keep up to date with our content. Thank you for listening.